Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked, go to adelgreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adel-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. Tell me more about your upcoming book. It must be very exciting. Um, yeah, you're, looking, you're actually talking to a woman under pressure right now. I mean, it's, um, I, I'm under sh- such pressure to finish the book. Uh, do you know what's really I- interesting? Um, when I started on this amazing Lionesses of Africa journey, it started with a book concept. And I was doing something I was really familiar with. I was writing. And I, and I think that what's had to happen, because of the phenomenal journey that Lionesses of Africa has suddenly become, the journey, the journey has meant uh, the book has had to take... Uh, a little back step because we needed to build the community because women were saying to us yeah the book's great it's a great idea but we actually need something bigger and we need it now we can't and wait listened. we listened we listened and and that's actually been the interesting part of the journey so in actual fact the the lioness of the Africa community has taken priority because they needed to do and the book had to take a little bit of a, a, a back step. But who um, will be your biggest supporters once your book's ready? Yes, quite. Now, and I think that's the thing. And I think now women are saying to me, but we want to read the book now. So I'm under huge pressure to now get it finished. And, and I think the challenge for me now is, is in this final process of, of editing and doing final interviews. The hardest thing is actually been selecting the final, the final shortlist of women that, uh, that are to be featured. Because when I first started out, I had a very different, def- definite idea of the women I wanted to showcase. Since then, I've met thousands and thousands of women who have blown me away with what they're doing and what they're building. And just by, sh- by the, being the women they are, they are incredibly inspirational. And the hardest thing for me now is actually shortlisting it down to the 15 that will actually be showcased. Give us a little glimpse. I mean, what, would you, what is the criteria that you're focusing on? What are you hoping to say when the book once it comes out? It's all about... 15 women across Africa that have built the most incredible businesses, brands, companies, social enterprises that have been game changers, not just because of the companies that they've built, um, but because they've done it against the odds. These women are inspirational because if you look at what they've achieved and the influence they've had and the way that they are inspiring millions of women today, They've done it from a place where they started with challenges that, as I said, would have, would have made most women in the first world give up on the first day. They've started with nothing. Some of them in the, really in the most difficult of circumstances, um, both financially, both emotionally, culturally, 
economically, socially, so many, so many challenges, as I said, that would just have made most of us turn around and go back to bed and never get up again. And, and, and if, instead, they've seen it as a, a, a way of actually rebuilding a life and doing something that can not only change their lives, but, but also inspire others. And I think that's the, the, the criteria of the book is very definitely those that, have, those that have been real game changers and have done it against all of the odds. And as, as such, they are a complete inspiration. You read some of these stories and you, you smile, you cry, you, you go on this journey with them. Uh, and at the end of it, you see where they've come and it literally make you, makes you feel if they have done that, I have no excuse. I can do anything I want in my life. I simply have to want it as badly and need it as badly as they did. Amazing. And that's what it is. Amazing. I can't wait to see it. Oh Me too. I'm not going to put you on a more pressure than that. But this year, uh, this year and soon this year. So uh, and we will, as soon as the book uh, is ready, we will be letting everybody in our community know and sharing it with them. I, I really do see this as a, a journey that I've, I've gone on with all of them. And, and I can tell you now, every single woman I've met along this journey is a lioness of Africa. It doesn't matter whether they're starting today, they've been in business for 30 or 40 years, they are all lionesses of Africa and they inspire me every day. Tell me, other than the passion and the shared determination, which you already recognize in this woman, what other main skills do you see in startup female entrepreneurs? Look, I think everyone comes with their own set of skills. The one thing I've been fascinated by when I talk to all of these women is that you know, some of them start on in business and they maybe, they maybe have one core skill that they hone in on and that, that's enough. Then maybe they can, they can type, they, they're, they're great at using a computer and they say, okay, how do, I, how do I turn that skill into a business? And before you know it, they're offering services where they are producing um, manuscripts or they're, they're, they're offering you know, consulting services in the, in the computer operating space and that's enough to build a business. I was talking to someone yesterday who literally said, okay, I, I trained as a lawyer but my sheer passion was in cake baking because I have a real skill and I'm great at making cakes. And I suddenly thought, do I want to be a lawyer all my life? Do I actually want to do something that I'm passionate about? And literally they build a business based on a, on a skill and it could be something like cake making. Oh, yesterday at our Lioness Leaning event um, in Johannesburg, and you were there, you joined us. Um, classic example of a woman entrepreneur who started out as a lawyer thought she had a career that was laid out for her. She had a destiny to be fulfilled in, in, in the legal environment. And yet she had this burning passion for bread and had one of those life-defining moments where she had to say to her family, listen, I, I've trained as a lawyer. You've supported me all this time. And the woman I'm talking about is a South African entrepreneur called Babette van der Valt, who now has a company called Babette's Bakery. And she did one of those life pivots that many women entrepreneurs do. And she said, I want to follow my passion. And I want to take a skill that I, I know I have for baking bread. I've been doing it in my fun time for a long time, but I now want to take it to the next level. And I want to become an artisan bread baker, creating the most incredible products. And uh, she inspired everybody yesterday by telling her story and actually saying, it's okay to pivot in life and it's okay to say I have a skill that I think I want to turn into a business and it could be a passion project it could be a passion skill and it doesn't matter there are no rules in the world of entrepreneurship if you have a skill that you think could be turned into a business 
you can do it. I think it's more to do with the drive and the determination and the passion for what you do. Um, and then utilizing that skill and it doesn't matter what that skill is. And, and we all have a skill. A lot of us actually sometimes forget quite how many skills we have as women and, and quite how many of them could become businesses. You know, I think that's the difference. It's what you do with that. What do you think makes them not give up and be the art of these circumstantial environments? Look, I think that question, if you ask it of so many different women across the continent, the, the answers will always be different. I think there are so many women in Africa that come from very challenging environments and there are a lot of sustainable entrepreneurs that have no choice but to create a business because there is no choice. There's no employment, maybe there's family circumstances as such that they are the only breadwinner. And sometimes that dictates the kind of entrepreneur you will be. There are a lot of subsistence entrepreneurs in Africa and a lot of them are women because they might find themselves in circumstances where they are on their own. They may be widowed, um, they have huge families to support and they are the only breadwinner. And therefore they have to turn a skill into a business. And um, there's a huge there's a huge strata of women in Africa that fall into that subsistence entrepreneurship environment. The trick is to how we take them to the next level, where they can actually build a business that is not just about them and feeding their family each day, but how, how they can feed a, a community. And, and that's the difference. I think, you know, a lot, of, a lot of women, they have the sheer will and determination to simply be the best versions of themselves they can be. And they have a driving passion to do something that is fulfilling to them. And if you look at it, you know, the corporate world, a lot of women can be fulfilled in the corporate world and that's absolutely fine. It's what works for you. But a lot of women here in Africa see entrepreneurship as the way of them fulfilling their personal ambition and their personal dream. And for so many of them, they, they have this burning desire to, to build something, to build a company, to create a product, to change a community for the better, um, to do something that's life-changing for somebody else. Um, or to just have a passion that they want to see fulfilled. And, and if I look at the driving commonality behind all of these women, usually it is a passion to either make a difference or a passion to see themselves fulfilled in their own capacities, or really for many of them, a passion to, sit, to, to show their families in the community that there's a different way of doing something. What drives women? Because some women are more driven by community projects or based needs. And some women, for them, it's more personal. Um, I've personally coached people who are very altruistic. And once you touch on the key triggers, it's often driven by something where they get personal fulfillment from things which might not be important to other people so they can't recognize it. But when it comes to women, because we're nurturing by nature, uh, we maybe lean a little bit more towards the community and networking and development for the betterment of everybody. But from the strengths that you've seen and, and what stands out for you, what do you think it leans towards or is there a lean towards one side or the other when it comes to women taking their power back? It's really interesting. I think the one thing that I've seen that defines women entrepreneurs here in Africa is that it doesn't matter whether you are building a, a company and a business or launching a product or whatever it happens to be because you are driven to do that as a, as, a, as a woman who simply wants to make her mark in the world. What defines women here is that that's only part of the equation of being an entrepreneur. I haven't met a single woman entrepreneur that doesn't give back. It's almost, almost like it's part of the deal that in this part of the world, yes, it's absolutely wonderful to build a company 
and build a business, create a product, but you're expected to do more. You're also expected to give back. You're also expected to look after community, look after family, inspire someone else, pay it forward. And I think I, I've never lived, I've lived all over the world and I've never lived in a part of the world like Africa where the notion of paying it forward is really entrenched in the value system of women. So yes, you can build an amazing passion project, you can build an incredible company, and that's absolutely fabulous. It will do things beyond just fulfilling yourself and giving employment opportunities to other people, helping a community, but it's, it's wider than that. It's about how you inspire the next generation. If you're a woman entrepreneur, you want the women that are coming after you, those young aspirant women who have ambition, you want it to be easier for them. You want it to be different for them. You want them to be able to come out of the starting block saying, I don't have to look for someone to employ me. I can create my own opportunity. You want to lead by example. You can see the community that you came from. You say, I want that community to be better than it was when I came into it. I want it to be better for the children that are coming behind me. I want it to be better for the people that build those communities now at the end of their lives. And I want to be able to make that difference myself. And I think that's the marked difference. Women entrepreneurs in Africa know they fulfill two, two they make two contributions to society. They, yes, they build these amazing companies uh, and they build amazing business careers for themselves, but they give back, they pay forward. That's a big statement to make. But it's true. I see it every single day. And, and do you know what's really fascinating? I can see young women who are just starting out on their entrepreneurial careers right at the very no, they're, they're, they're right at the very formative stages of building a business. And you would think, given that, that they would be focused only on building the business and on themselves. And yet, I, I'm fascinated and impressed every single day by the fact that they're not only doing that, they're also saying, well, I'm also wanting to give something back to the community. Or I'm wanting to do something for the, for, for the girls or the, the women that are in my community or where I came from or for my family. Or I'm looking to make it easier for my parents because they've supported me all of this time. There's this absolute, inbuilt, paid-forward uh, mentality that I think is so impressive, and I think the world can actually look at what it, you know, what makes up the, the the successful African women entrepreneur here. They can learn from it. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California. Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you.
Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources At www.adele-green.com Or you can tweet her At Naked with Adele